the Seattle Kraken were able to end the homestand with a win. Better, but still not great. Let's talk about what we want to see in the final game before the 2024 All-Star break coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. You are Locked on Kraken. Your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? Welcome to another episode of Locked on Kraken, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, where we bring you your favorite team every single day. Erica L. Ayala here, your host of Locked on Kraken, also a contributor, an NHL, just overall hockey contributor, as well as a women's basketball contributor over at CBS Sports, and the founder of Black Rosie Media, where we empower Black women and melanated creators in sports media. I also, of course, host the Women's Hockey Spotlight every other Friday on the Locked On NHL channel and podcast. So let's get into the Seattle Kraken. As I said, get the win over Columbus. Couldn't get it done against St. Louis. Overall, got, you know, a handful of points from both of those games. So there are some good things, but there's still a lot that this Seattle Kraken team needs to focus on. We talked the other day about Jaden Schwartz getting uh, his 700th game against his former team, the St. Louis Blues, where, of course, he was one of uh, our members on the Kraken, at least, that was able to win with St. Louis. And great for Jaden Schwartz the other night. Unfortunately, not so great for the Seattle Kraken. Without getting into it too much, I, I'm going to use, actually, the Columbus game, which will recap last night's game on Sunday, um, to talk a little bit about why these last two games, not great. Definitely got better from St. Louis, but still not great. And... Here's the thing. I love the leadership that we're getting right now. I am going to be critical. Um, Our leaders are being critical. But I'm going to talk about why I love what we're hearing from our guys. And who, you know, I believe that Jordan Eberle is tops when it comes to captain material for me personally. I'm going to talk about that in our second segment. And then later on the show, we'll talk a little bit about the Mavericks and how they've been doing in their last five games in particular. Let's let's recap this Blue Jackets game. This uh, this was a game, I said, the, the next few games, not must win like Eberly said, you know, a couple of weeks ago or a couple of days ago now. Maybe not a must win game, but it was critical. That St. Louis game, that was a tough one to see the, the guys lose. And to lose it, by giving away three unanswered goals, including the game winner in overtime. If you look at the, the game flow chart, <laughs> I mean, the game flow chart kind of says it all here, folks. You know, I love looking at natural stat trick. This is what we see. This is the Seattle Kraken. It's basically level. And then um, it's all St. Louis over here. Even though the Seattle Kraken were generating opportunities, all of these goals, these little yellow or gold, whatever you want to call it. That's all St. Louis. 
And, you know, we also see, though, that the Seattle Kraken are doing a better job getting a net front presence. As I theorized the other day, the return of Jaden Schwartz maybe had something to do with it. We know that Wenberg also, he loves uh, deflections and being able to do that. So good to see those guys getting involved, just creating a little more chaos in front of net. So those are some of the good things. Um, but but again, let's, let's really talk about this Columbus game. Um, you can see the, the flow chart here. Again, a very concentrated effort by the Seattle Kraken. I don't love this. You're, you're seeing that the Blue Jackets didn't really, I mean, to me, this kind of looks a little bit like a mess offensively. Um, I don't love that they effectively, what this is telling me is that they, they were skating all over the place. You know, they were skating all over the place. I'd like to see a little bit less here in the slot, you know, um, you see that the Seattle Kraken, there's big bald spots right here. I'd like to see a few more bald spots. I want us to push guys out to the perimeter. And again, we'll talk about going from good to great in the next segment, but just something to keep in mind. When we look at the post-game analysis by the amazing Allison Lucan, a few things that stood out to me here. It was Joey Decord, not considered a quality start for him, though. Again fatigue. I just want you to put a pin in that. But um, some things that I liked, entry denial. Now, you see that the Blue Jackets actually did a pretty good job. We were better with our zone exits than we've been in the past, but still a little, you know, just slightly out-edged by the, the Blue Jackets. Um, now, this is what you'll, you've probably been hearing a lot in the, in the scrums. Everly had a great game for us. He's a great leader for us. One goal away from scoring 50 times with the Seattle Kraken. He has become our fourth player to tally 10 power play goals, along with McCann, Jaden Schwartz, Oliver Bjorkstrand. Speaking of Jared McCann, Jaden Schwartz, and Jordan Everly, if you are an everydayer or an OGer, then you know from season one, I always liked the triple J line. I always liked the triple J line. I'm going to show you the line combos in just a minute. But, um, you know, we had some good things going here. We did have some good things, winning puck battles over 50% of the time. I will absolutely take that. We got a win. And so we swept the series the second time that we've been able to sweep and sweep a series. Um, so, you know, they're saying that, sh uh, let me read this again, because now I'm a little confusion. With the win, Seattle has swept the season series with an opponent for the second time this year. The other is Chicago. So it, I guess maybe if you say this year, as in 2024, as opposed to this season, is that what that means? Because it's a little confusing, because as you all know, we lost to Chicago earlier in this season, but that wasn't in 2024. Is that is that what it is? I don't know. I'm a little confused, but also sometimes I forget things. But uh, like a sweep is a clean, I consider, do you not like a clean sweep, right? A sweep is when you have all of the wins and the other team has none of the wins. That's a sweep, right? Now you, we won the Chicago series. We have two wins. They have the one. Am I right? I don't know. Okay, we're moving on. Just a little, uh, that kind of, so shot quality, five on five, good for us. 
you know, but there were things again that not good, but not great for our guys. Good, but not great. But you take the win. What do we like? That we started on time. Three goals early on. Start on time. And I mentioned a few a few of our guys, but um, you know, starting on time is is massive. Starting on time is massive for us. We got the power play goal from Eberly. I mentioned, you know, he's in double digits for power play. Then we got uh, Jared McCann assisted by Eberly and Tatar, Tomash Tatar. Then another power play goal by Eberly. Three points on the night. Oh, yeah, he won the Davy Jones hat. I also, though, and again, it's going to be what we talk about in the next segment, going from good to great. Eberly wins the Davy Jones hat. He gets it from Tomash Tatar. And one of the first things that he says in that video, if you go look on Seattle Kraken social media, one of the things that he's saying is effectively, we've got to be better, you know, lucky to get the win, got to be better, but we'll take it. So that's the good news. All that came in the first period. Then it was, you know, pretty much, uh, Again, it was looking like it was going to be all Columbus in the third period. We had that third period against the St. Louis Blues where they scored in the game. They scored three unanswered to win in overtime. First to force overtime, then to win overtime. You know, history repeated. You get two goals by the Blue Jackets, and it's a 3-2 game. Late. It's it's late in the third, and it's a 3-2 game. Brandon Tanev, though, took care of that empty netter unassisted. So good, but not great. Good, but not great. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken is brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your best bet of $5 or more wins. Visit FanDuel.com backslash locked on to get started. We'll talk more about FanDuel a little bit later. So good, but not great. Good, but not great. And we need to be closer to great. We'll take the good, but we need to we need to get closer to great. What is it going to take? Do we have the lineup that we need or the combinations that we need? Let's talk about that coming up on today's episode of Locked on Kraken. Today's episode of Locked on Kraken brought to you by our friends at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and to level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and so much more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, or all of the above, eBay Motors has you covered. And with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay guaranteed fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber and not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP with uh, and, and uh, bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive with ebaymotors.com. 
Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit only. Available to U.S. customers. Thank you, eBay Motors. We'll be right back with Locked on Kraken. Thanks, as always, Seattle hockey fans, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily destination. Talking a lot about Eberle. I mean, Dave Haxtell talked about Eberle after that Columbus game. Uh, Jared McCann talked about uh, Jordan Eberle after that game. I told you I really liked what he said. Got the Davy Jones hat. Wasn't about, oh, we're not going to have practice, which they did not practice today. You know how I feel about practice. I'm not really put out that much by this one, but they did not practice today. It wasn't like, see you on Tuesday, boys. You know, he took the time to say what he needed to say. And some of the things that I've always loved about Everly, which is what Dave Haxtell said, is that, you know, he's always going to come about things the right way or, you know, summarizing what, what Dave said, he plays the right way. Maybe not always getting the results, but three point game, he's really getting things done. He's taking on leadership of this team, not in just what he's saying, but what he's doing on the ice. Now, how much of that has to do with him connecting again with Jared McCann? Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't, but you know, we know that this Seattle squad has been riddled with injuries. Um, and so what, what will it take for us to go from good to great? I'm going to take a look at these these lines because, you know, there's some there's some stuff here that I really like. Um, so Jaden Schwartz, Alex Wendberg, Andre Burakovsky. You know, you want to get Berkey going. You absolutely want to get Berkey going. And I do think Wendberg and Schwartz, that's a pretty solid combo for him. You can make something work with that. Tomas Tatar has been fantastic. He's been working with Eberly. We know that Beneers is usually that center. McCann has played center for the Seattle Kraken before and is taking on that role now. He's already got, um, you know, 47 in 47 games for us this year. McCann's got 33 points in 44 games played for us. Everly's got five points. And the other day, Tomash Tatar, and I know there was some people writing up that Tomash Tatar, it was Allison Lucan. Allison Lucan was talking on the broadcast about how in just about the same amount of games as he played with Colorado, um, he's been able to be more effective in scoring with the Seattle Kraken. Ellie Tolvin and Yanni Gord, Oliver Bjorkstrand, love that line. Yanni obviously making his way back from the suspension Eberly had such great things to say about him and that, that block coming up big. And then Cartier, Beniers, Tanev. If I'm being honest, this is the line I'm a little bit worried about when it comes to getting us from good to great. I like Ty Cartier. Maddie Beniers coming off of that injury. We've seen this with Burakovsky. We've seen this with McCann and Schwartz. Dave and company like to get someone working their way back, integrated back on that fourth line. And, I mean, Brandon Tanev had the empty net goal. Uh, he's great for us on the PK. Matty Beneers, you know, I was protecting him a little bit, maybe, in, in the beginning of the season. The injury, it's tough to say coming off of an injury, which appeared to be another, perhaps, definitely upper body injury, maybe a head injury. It's tough to say, but I want to see Matty Beneers really come out the gate strong. We're in the second half of the season, and we're going to need him. So I like that he's on this fourth line for now. But when we want to go from good to great, we got to get Maddie Beneers involved. We have to. 
We absolutely have to. Not much changing on the back end. Dunn, Larson, Alexiak, Borgen, Dumoulin, and Schultz. So, um, you know, that does mean that Riker Evans, Devin Shore, Kyler Yamamoto scratches. What do I see as the future when it comes from being able to go from good to great and looking at that lineup? You know, I talked about it on the on the last episode that the competition is good for the Kraken. I also think getting some chemistry is going to be good for the Kraken. I I, I want to give Riker another really good shot here. He, I thought he was great his first time up. We just didn't, we couldn't keep him. Um, and then, I don't know, he's got a, a little lost in the sauce for me. And Brian Dumoulin, I told you he wasn't my favorite coming into the season. I do like Justin Schultz, but he has his lapses. I think right now, and I'm okay with this, as we're looking to go from good to great, you want guys that have been there. You want guys that know what this time of the season is like. And this time of the season, you can't you can't play around. You can't play around. This is the time of the season where, you know, boys will be separated from men, <laughs> as the saying goes. The Seattle Kraken right now in the Pacific Division, they've been, like, clawing on, you know, like Mustafa or Mufasa, excuse me, as, you know, the rest of the league is a la Scar, just trying to let them go right off the lip. We're in fifth place, 52 points, 21, 18, and uh, 10. The minus five goal differential. So again, it's not as bad as it has been, but a plus 59 for Vancouver. These are play. These are teams that we... Are fighting for. We're jockeying with them for a playoff spot. Plus twenty five for the Vegas. Plus plus thirty six for the Oilers. Where is the offense coming from? When we got to go from good to great, you got to get some offense, and that's why I like Eberle and McCann. If they're going to connect, if they are going to be effective, then that's what we need. I also think if you're talking about going from good to great, you have to have some veterans. Steady the ship, anchor things. Um, but we also need some offense. We also need some offense. Again, sitting sitting in that five spot when it comes to the wild card, which is the first hurdle that we really have to attack if we want to make a postseason run or just make the playoffs, period. Right now, we are behind. The St. Louis Blues just lost to them. Doesn't feel great. Shouldn't have lost that game. You're so lucky that that game fell between our Friday and Monday show. So I'm not going to rehash it. I was so, I was very put out by that loss, but I digress. Maybe we'll talk about it some other day. Um, we got to get to so the Blues, the Predators, who've always been right there in front of us, and the Kings who've fallen from grace just because we've got the Oilers, the Canucks that are crushing it. And of course, Vegas, <laughs> you know, these are teams that can score. We need to find a way to score. I like Eberle and McCann together. If you wanted to mess around and put Schwartz there too, and get the triple J's together, I'd be fine with that as well. I want results. I want results. And I think the Kraken do as well. 
Got to start putting results together. Now is the time. It's crunch time. Going from good to great, we've got to get some goals. I want to see that goal differential get into positive. We've got to give Joey Decord, who seems to be the workhorse for us this season, again, something that we can talk about. I don't want to get into it too much on this Monday episode. He's being the workhorse for us, and I like that for us. And we've got to get him more goal support. We got to get him more goal support. We cannot have these lapses at the end of the game where we're messing around and saying, oh, maybe we don't want to win. Dave Haxel said he he needs the team to clean up their last 30 minutes of play. Last 10 in the second frame and then all of the third. Totally on brand for what we saw as far as cracking hockey in the last two games. One game we lost in overtime to a team that we're chasing in the wild card. Got to get that win. Critical. We didn't get it. Lapses. Took our foot off the gas again against the Blue Jackets. Is, you know, power play. Solid. He gets those two power play goals. Uh, PK was perfect against the Blue Jackets. Not so great the other night against St. Louis. But, you know, got to go from good to great. And consistency is a part of that. So Pierre-Edouard Belmar, he might be coming back soon. What is this going to look like? Do I mean, I, I've been focusing a little bit on the face-offs as well. Again, not going to get into that right now, but if Pierre-Edouard Belmar can win us more face-offs and if he can get us more possession, then I put him in the game. Over whom? That becomes the question. Right now, Maddie Beniers is the fourth-line center. Tough decisions, Dave and company. Tough decisions that they'll have to make. We'll talk about it the rest of the way this week. We've got one more game before All-Star. Speaking of, I will be there in Toronto, so we'll talk about that a little bit later in the week. But coming up, we're going to talk about the Kansas City Mavericks on our Mavericks Monday to wrap up this episode of Locked on Kraken. Stick with us. Mentioned it at the top of the show. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. Happy Super Bowl to all who celebrate from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. You know, if you are like most, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seats on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Now, I've told you that I, I love that they had the Bedard bets earlier. We followed the Matty Beneers bets on his Road to Rookie of the Year. Um, there's just a lot that you can find, and especially for the big game. You can only imagine. You can use the Parlay Finder, the Bets Finder on FanDuel. If you don't know where to start, you don't even know where to go, whether it's football, NBA, NHL, you can find it on FanDuel. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Hey, I'll take three W's for the Kraken right about now. Only you can bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58. But FanDuel has also has bets, as I mentioned, for uh, all kinds of things. Not only other sports, but you can also bet on which players will score a touchdown, how many points will be scored overall, and so much more. New customers, join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets. $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 wins if your first bet of $5 or more 
wins. Excuse me. Just visit fanduel.com backslash locked on to sign up. That's fanduel.com backslash L O C K E D O N. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sports book partner of the Locked On Podcast Network and an official sports book partner of the NFL. Whoever you're rooting for, uh, maybe just rooting for Taylor Swift to get back from Tokyo. Hope you enjoy the game. <laughs> Thanks, as always, Seattle hockey fans, for making Locked on Kraken a part of your daily destination. I hope you listened to our Women's Hockey Spotlight episode on the Friday episode of Locked on NHL. I have some other nuggets from the PWHL. I'll be at NHL All-Star Weekend specifically for the PWHL Showcase, and I have a few other fun things I'll be doing in Toronto. Can't wait to share them with you. We'll talk about that later in the week. We want to wrap up with Mavericks Monday. Last time we did one of these, I don't think it was on a Monday, but either way, stick with me. Um, we talked about the Mavericks and they were on a heater, a 10-game win, win streak. All winning streaks do eventually come to an end. And it would be um, a loss to Utah, a 4-3 loss to Utah. That's a tough one. But they get right back in the saddle with a a 5-1 win. You know, the thing I like about the Mavericks is that they play, for the most part, when they're playing their best, they play a pretty contained game. And that's what the Seattle Kraken need to do. They need to feel confident and comfortable in their offense and stick to what they know. Know your role. I, I think... I love watching Kansas City when I'm in Tulsa and when they're in Tulsa, which neither has happened in a while, but I like watching them. And it's also the future of the Seattle Kraken. And also it's the system that the Seattle Kraken play. So when you see success in Kansas City, like the Mavericks, again, were on a 10-game heater, had that snapped by Utah, but won their last, the three of their last five, excuse me. When you see the the system, and you can sometimes see the system a little bit better with um, the Mavericks, or at least I can, or even the Firebirds, because there's less, in theory, there's a little bit of less variety, right? Variables in in a, in any given game, and um, I I just love seeing the future potential future of of the Seattle Kraken, and I think if we learn how to play that compact game that we're able to feed the offense through the defense. We already have a great goaltender. We've got two of them. We've got three of them, really. Um, you know, if we can just take a little bit, you know, every game, take anywhere from 3 to 5%, 3 to 5% of the, the workload off of our goaltending. And I would love to see where that gets us. And I think the Kansas City Mavericks, they, they understand that. And they do that really well. They've got some games coming up, though. And so next week, we'll talk a little bit about it. They uh, are going to be taking on those uh, pesky Utah Grizzlies tomorrow. Uh, they'll be hosting the Grizzlies. Uh, then they take on the Wichita Thunder. So that'll be a, a Kansas City or, or Kansas matchup. And um, then the Fort Wayne Comets on February 7th. So, um, you know, we're going to talk about their all-star showcase. We've got two guys. We talked about it on the the last Kansas City Mavericks um, update, Patrick Curry and Max Andrev, who we've had on our uh, 
Locked on Kraken Insider subtext, our, our special playlist. So you've heard from him. The ECHL All-Star Classic. It's going to be exciting. And so we'll give you updates on that next time we do a Mavericks Monday. All right. Good to great. That's where we've got to go. We've got to go from good to great. And we can do it. We can absolutely do it. As Dave said the other night, we have the depth. And that's where a little bit of the disappointment is coming because we've seen little pockets here and there. We have the depths. We, we have the tools. We got to put it together. We got to put it together. We got about 30 minutes to shave off our kind of dilapidated hockey. <laughs> 30 minutes is, is manageable. That's manageable. So let's just do it. Let's just do it. This game against the San Jose Sharks. Just go for it. I've said it before. Not only do I want the Seattle Kraken to empty the tank, okay? Not only do I want them to empty the tank. I'll talk about this tomorrow. Not only do I want them to empty the tank, I want them to own the Sharks. You must play like the team you are in the standings. And we cannot be dilly-dallying with the San Jose Sharks. Statistically organizationally, as in how we coordinate things on the ice, we are better than the San Jose Sharks. And use this as fuel to play your best game so that you have it as muscle memory. That's what I want to see. We'll talk about it. We got a game day episode coming up, and then I'll give you the deets on how you can follow my experience in Toronto coming up. Be kind to yourselves. Please be kind to one another. And hold fast, stay true and loud and proud. We always say, let's go Kraken. I'll catch you on the next episode. Peace.